If you're looking for a powerful way to lead generate on social media with a high rate of conversion, look no further. In today's episode, we're talking about a tried and true method to grow your business, the home buyer seminar. But instead of a boring hour long presentation, let's step it up. In this episode, we're going to give you five tips to take your home buyer seminars to the next level. Hey there, I'm Allie. And I'm Zach, and we're realtors in Madison, Wisconsin. We've ditched all the cheesy sales tactics and sleazy scripts to craft a real estate business we truly love using the power of social media and beyond. We created the Social Agents Club podcast to give you simple step-by-step strategies and systems to transform your business, give you more freedom, and help you do more of what you love and less of what you don't. If you're a go-getter realtor who wants a strong foundation and a badass referral generating community around you, and you don't want to be boring, this podcast is for you. Let's Let's do do it. it. Hey, 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 it's Allie Fiegel. Welcome back to the Social Agents Club podcast. It's just me today and my cat pickle is sitting right here as well. So I guess you get the both of us today. Zach is not available today, but I'm here and I'm super excited for what we have in store for you today. So as we said in the intro, we're talking all about homebuyer seminars online. So if you've hosted a homebuyer seminar in the past, or if you've attended one yourself, or if you've never hosted one, but you're interested in doing one, you should check this episode out. So I'm super glad you're here. So we've hosted at least 10 virtual homebuyer seminars, and we've gone through just tons of trial and error with them. And we've tried a bunch of new and you know different things, see what works and what doesn't. So we started hosting these monthly, which is a lot, <laughs> but we started hosting them like with the start of COVID because, you know, we couldn't do what we used to do to lead generate. So we knew we had to think of something different and kind of think outside of the box. So then we started doing them. We tried them out and then we decided to stick with them because of course, because it's me, we got it running like a well-oiled machine. So we had a system that was super easy to execute. So we just rinsed and repeated. And the bottom line is whether you choose to do these virtually or even in person, they can be fun. They definitely catch the attention of your sphere on social media too, if you do it right. People are usually really engaged during them and they're relatively easy to grow with Facebook ads. And they have a really high rate of conversion when people attend with you live. So, you know, it's kind of a a really good strategy to put into play. So first up, let's talk about what these seminars looked like for us. So first, we made posts about our seminars on Facebook and Instagram. So we tried to get the word out just to our sphere. And then we made slides in Canva because I really like to be organized and professional when I'm doing these. I'm not the off the cuff type of person, but doesn't matter. Whatever your style is, go with it. But we made slides in Canva and then we just shared our screen, um, you know, throughout the presentation. So what we did is we talked through the whole process of buying a home. So going through most of the same stuff that's in our buyer packets that we give to people. And our seminars were about an hour long and people would register in advance or they just show up live with us. And we really had a great time. They were super fun and super easy. So that's kind of the overview of what our seminars looked like, but let's talk about our five tips 
to seriously up-level your homebuyer seminars if this is something that you want to do on social media. So our first tip, tip number one, is to co-host with a lender. So we started doing this. And first of all, I think a lot of the questions that, you know, especially first-time homebuyers, so that's kind of who we cater to, first-time homebuyers, their main questions are, oh my gosh, can I get approved? What's the process look like? How much should I be putting down? Blah, blah, blah. So the lender is going to be, of course, the perfect person to talk about with all of that stuff. Plus, not only does it just elevate the content of your seminar, but they're there to answer all of those questions as well. And also, just having a co-host makes it just so much less awkward. <laughs> so it made these way more fun for us. Um, and I think that that came across in the seminar as well. So when you're kind of thinking about who you could co-host with, think of someone that you're going to work well with and someone who's not shy on camera. And I would say it's smart to choose someone who's active on social media. So you want the co-host to, you know, be sharing all the info about the seminar as well and trying to share it with their sphere uh, to get people there as well. So there's tons of benefits to adding a co-host, taking the time to choose someone wisely. So that's tip number one, finding a co-host. Tip number two, create powerful email sequences and reminders. So if you do this, you'll want to like require registrations in advance so you can capture people's contact information. So in many different of our, you know, many other podcast episodes we've done, we've talked about lead magnets and the importance of using a lead magnet in your social media and just your marketing strategy as as in general, to capture people's contact information and get them off social media and into your database where you have a little bit more control of how you show up with these people. But a webinar is a great lead magnet source. So you kind of want to think along those same lines as well. So when you're able to require registrations in advance and you have the system set up in order to do that, um, this is where the follow-up and really capturing uh, the attention of people and really encouraging people to attend with you live, that's really, really important. So let's talk about what these email emails are going to look like. So I have kind of five emails that I recommend sending within this series um, of your buyer seminar. So email number one is going to be just the confirmation with a link. So it says, hey, we're so excited to see you. You're all signed up and registered. Here's the link. Click this link when it's time. Obviously, you want to remind them of the time and the date and all that stuff. An email two is a reminder with what to expect. So I like to give them three key irresistible highlights they don't want to miss about the webinar. So as you're kind of thinking through your webinar and the points that you're going to hit, Try to make those really eye-catching and attention-grabbing and put those into three key highlights that people can expect within the webinar and why they're not going to want to miss it. And then email three is the day of reminder. And I would include one to two more key highlights, or you can just review the ones that you did in your previous email. So just say, hey, we're so excited to see you today. Here's things that we're going to review. This is why you don't want to miss it. And then, of course, in every email, put the reminder of the date and the time and the link and all that stuff. Then email number four is a 15-minute reminder with the link. So again, 
hey, we're ready to get started. We can't wait. Here's the link. We'll see you in 15 minutes. And then email number five is actually after the webinar is over, you're going to want to send them a replay link um, and review what their next steps are. Okay. So that's five emails in this sequence, I guess. So email number one, confirmation with the link. Email number two is a reminder with what to expect and those three key irresistible highlights. Email number three is a day of reminder. Email number four is a 15 minute reminder with the link. And email number five is the replay link after the webinar is over. And here's a bonus strategy that I found has worked even better than email. So coupling this with emails, if you have time, can be really powerful. So if you're hosting this event through Facebook, which is what we've always done, and people have responded going on Facebook, but they haven't registered with their email through whatever webinar platform you're going to be using, like Zoom or whatever you choose. If they haven't registered, but they click going or even interested, send them a Facebook message like a day or two in advance to tell them to register so they can get the most out of the event. Um, a lot of times they don't respond. Sometimes it shows up in their, you know, separate messages or whatever that is on Facebook. So sometimes they don't see it, but a lot of times they do. So I think it's helpful. Go in there, send them a reminder. And then even after the event, whether they ever registered or not, just go ahead and send them the replay link because you know that at some point they had interest and um, the information is going to be really valuable to them. So that's the email strategy, the powerful email sequence that's going to help you increase your show up rates when you host these webinars. All right. Moving right along to tip number three. This is just jam-packed with good information. And I'm jealous of you because this has all been through trial and error and lots of YouTube and uh, learning about hosting webinars and stuff uh, that I didn't have at the beginning. So now you have it. Anyways, tip number three. This is a big one. Stream the live video on your webinar hosting platform, obviously, and on your Facebook page, okay? So you can host your webinar inside Zoom or whatever webinar platform you like. We've used Webinar Kit. It really doesn't matter, uh, you know, what webinar system you're using, but we've also streamed our webinar on our business Facebook page and then share that from our business Facebook page, share that on our personal pages as well, because we want as many eyes on this webinar as possible, right? So it's great when we're talking about, we're going to talk a little bit about marketing strategies here, but you have your cold audience. So those are the people that don't know you have never met you. They're just stumbled upon your webinar, right? And then you have your warm audience and your warm audience is like your sphere, people that already follow you, people that interact with you, right? So if you are doing whatever strategies you're doing to get to reach that cold audience with your webinar, so maybe that's Facebook ads, maybe it's putting it on Eventbrite that's public, stuff like that. Whatever you're doing for your cold audience is great, but we also don't want to forget about our, about our warm audience, right? Our sphere. So make sure you're sharing this um, you know, on your business page and on your personal page as well. And we also request that our co-host, so for us and maybe you too, that would be the lender, the co-host, to share it as well. So the second we pop on that live, 
um, you know, where everyone's sharing it as people are kind of coming on, right? So this way, when you're sharing it everywhere, you're capturing people's contact info if they register, but if they don't, they can still see that content. And like we talked about when you're streaming it to multiple places, you're also capturing your sphere. So then it's like a double whammy, right? So to be able to stream in multiple places at once, we've used StreamYard. So I will link StreamYard in the show notes for you if you'd like to check it out. It's really leveled up our live videos. Um, and you can stream to Facebook and YouTube at the same time. Um, there's a free version that you can use, or I think we pay about $15 a month to be able to personalize our streams a little bit more, but that's really not necessary. But with StreamYard, you can also add a few special effects and transitions and overlays with your logo if you're into that stuff, which of course I am because I'm a huge nerd and I really like to have fun with it. So if that's you, they've got some pretty cool options and you know, you can bring in your guests easily. It's just a great platform. So for your seminars, I recommend doing that. Also, this is an insider tip. If you are scared to go live, I think the best way is to do it live. But if you are very scared to go live and you don't think you can do it, <laughs> I get it. Within StreamYard, you could record your video and then upload your video and schedule it so it's like it's going live, but it's actually pre-recorded. So you can do that within StreamYard as well. I think it's important to be bold and brave and go live, but, you know, if that's going to hold you back, maybe pre-record it. Check it out. Anyways, that was tip number three, which was stream the video to your webinar hosting platform and your Facebook page. All right. Tip number four, we are moving right along. End your seminar with a powerful Q&A. Okay, so... For me personally, as I said in the beginning, I don't recommend just winging your seminar and going on and just asking people what they want to know. Okay, so this annoys me. <laughs> Maybe it's personal preference, but if, okay, so let me tell you a little story real quick. This is not in my notes, but the other day I made a phone call to a new service that I wanted to look into. Okay. And I don't know anything about this person I was calling or the company that they represent. So they told me the first step, oh, schedule a discovery call with us. Great. So I called them and it was a 15 minute scheduled discovery call. And I really knew nothing about the service. Right. So I called them and they said to me, what questions do you have? And I had no idea what my questions were, right? Because I had no idea what to expect. And so then I just, the discovery call was really nothing because I didn't know what even to ask. And so then they couldn't help me with my problems because I really didn't even know what my problems were at that point. So anyways, point being, if you have first time home buyers listening in on this webinar, there is so much they don't know and there are questions they don't even know they should be asking, okay? So I think it's really important to have a plan of attack and teach these people what they need to know and hold their hand through the whole webinar. So I recommend planning ahead, 
have some notes with you and prepare some slides if that's your style. If not, just at least have a plan of attack of where you're going. You're going to come across as more professional and your attendees will have a clear path for buying a home and things will just go so much smoother. And I think that's exactly what first time home buyers need is where the heck do I start, right? We need to hold their hand. So anyways, <laughs> you have your, your notes and your slides or whatever, something prepared. And then at the end, I recommend taking five to 10 minutes for a quick Q&A session so your attendees can get the most out of the event and whatever they showed up for, whatever questions came up, they can all be answered at the end. So not only is this going to encourage participation in your webinar, um, it's also going to be just hugely beneficial for your attendees. So this is where it's really helpful to have a lender co-host, like we talked about with one of the other tips before. Most of those questions people have are about financing and the loan and credit scores and down payments and all that stuff, as you probably would guess, right? So it's really helpful to have that lender on hand to just answer those questions right away. And you can establish yourselves, both of you, as the experts. Um, so Q&As, they can either be really great or they can, you know, be very awkwardly silent, right? <laughs> so I do think Q&As are super helpful. And to kind of encourage the attendees to ask their own questions and be brave enough to ask them. What I would recommend is to prep two or three most commonly asked questions in advance. So think through when you've worked with those buyers or, you know, if you, if you haven't really worked with buyers in the past, like what would you have questions about going into the process? So think through those a, a couple, two or three commonly asked questions for first time buyers and just plant those right at the beginning of the Q&A, okay? So that way, if people aren't very talkative or if you just don't have very many people on the webinar, whatever, you have some helpful answers that they may not even be thinking to ask about, right? Like I said in my story, I didn't even know what I didn't know. So I would recommend you end the webinar and say, okay, now we're going to do a quick 5-10 minute Q&A and... Uh, we have a few questions that have come in, <laughs> or just say, we have a few questions, let's get to the answer. Read the question and then talk through your answer, okay? Then you can prepare in advance a little bit too if you're if you're a little nervous about that part. Um, and it avoids that, you know, awkward silence if there is one. And plus, I think when people see other, other people asking questions or the other questions were submitted, they feel a little bit more comfortable to, to ask their own, right? So the Q&A is, it's a chance to really showcase your expertise and really establish you as the true expert. So that's going to help build the trust of your attendees. And anytime they're interacting with you, that's just increasing that conversion rate because they feel like they're getting to know you a little bit more. So a powerful Q&A, well, can be very powerful. <laughs> All right. Tip number five. Create a show up live bonus. This one is just fun, I think. I don't know. I like to have a bonus in my webinars. So to entice people to attend, and not only just attend, but stay for the entirety of your seminar, 
I would consider adding in a special bonus that just pops up at the end of your seminar. So for example, we gave a coupon for $50 off their home inspection if they worked with us, or we've also done a free home warranty, which is of course a lot more expensive. So whatever, but whatever you decide, just keep it super simple, but also powerful and something that they really want, right? That's really going to help your home buyers when they work with you. So $50 off a home inspection, that can be hugely helpful. A free home warranty, obviously who doesn't want that, right? So what we did is we created a little coupon in Canva and then we just emailed it out. Um, or if you're in person, you can hand it out at the end of the seminar, right? So we emailed it to people that were there. Um, so yeah, a nice added bonus. So I like to mention this bonus at the beginning of the seminar. So one of the very few, very first few slides, I say, oh, and stay tuned for the rest of this. Um, you know, at the end of this, because you showed up live, we want to give you a special bonus. At the end of this, we'll give you the details. Okay. So at the end of the webinar, I'll give them access to the bonus. So maybe they just have to message me their email if I don't have it, or um, you know, they just have to say, I'm still here at the end, whatever. And then you'll know to send them the, uh, bonus. So that can be very powerful. All right. So those are five tips. Let's review them. Tip number one was co-host with a lender. Tip number two was to create powerful email sequences to increase your show up rates. Tip number three was to stream the live video on your webinar hosting platform and on your Facebook page, business and personal. Tip number four was to end your seminar with a powerful Q&A. And tip number five was to create a show up live bonus. Man, this stuff is good. All right. I have a bonus tip for you now, and I'm excited about this one. Okay. So bonus tip number six for your buyer webinars is to create a marketing plan, okay? So it's great if you have an awesome seminar that includes all those things up there. It's gonna help your home buyers achieve their dreams and be super educated along the process, right? But if you can't get anyone to show up, none of your hard work is gonna matter. <laughs> so this last tip, and probably the most important, is to create a solid marketing plan to get the word out and get people to attend. Okay, so let's talk through two different strategies for marketing your seminars. So you can use one or a combination of both, but let's talk about some of the things that we've done. So option number one is organic traffic, right? So we kind of talked about our cold audience and warm audience. So this would be warm audience going with the people that already follow you. So if you have a good following on social media or just through your sphere, set up a few ways to make sure to let them all know about your event. So for us, the most success we've ever had with a virtual homebuyer seminar was when we actually sent individual messages to our all of our friends on social media. So we told them that we're super excited to be offering this virtual homebuyer seminar and we're hoping to get as many people as possible to it. And then we asked if they had any friends that were thinking of buying, if they could share it with them, right? or if they wouldn't mind sharing the event on their social media pages, that it would mean the world to us. So obviously we made sure to share the link to the Facebook event or whatever, the registration link with them. 
um, you know, and just really said how grateful we are for their support. And it was amazing to see how our friends showed up for us. So we had 15 people attending that event when we did that strategy with no paid ads. So we didn't pay a cent for people to attend. We had 15 people show up watching through the whole thing, engaged in the chat, engaged in the Q&A. Um, it was super fun. And I should double check because I'm not sure exactly how many people we converted into that. But I think we probably had three to five closings um, from that one seminar. So extremely powerful. Now, the problem with this strategy is that worked for one event, but you probably don't want to be annoying and bothering your friends all the time to share this, these seminars, right? So that's where an, incorporating another strategy um, would be helpful to kind of grow your, you know, market to your warm audience, but then also bring in some cold audience as well. So before we talk about that, another thing you can do, sorry, this is a little bit discombobulated, but I wanted to say this one thing. You could split your database up so that maybe you contact 20 people for the first seminar that you host. And then the next time you do a seminar, you contact the next 20 people on your list and split it up that way so you're not bombarding people all the time. Anyways, if you want to kind of expand your reach to people that you don't know, another option would be paid ads on Facebook or Instagram. So if you don't have time for all those individual messages or you just don't have a big following yet, option two is leveraging paid ads on social media. So social media ads are a huge topic. And there's no way that we could just cover all that in this podcast. But here are some tips for you if you're thinking about doing social media ads. So you can create an event in Facebook, right, for your seminar and then boost it. And it'll kind of show you how to do that. So what is kind of a bummer about the real estate business and uh, Facebook ads is unfortunately, your ad will have to be entered into the special ads category. So you want to make sure that that the special ads category is checked when you set up your ads. So this means that you'll be limited on your audience setup so that you don't violate any fair housing laws. So it's important that they have that, but that kind of limits our, our possibilities to be strategic about our ads sometimes. So you want to make sure your audience only includes people in your area. So I've included our county and then I also include each main city in our county. So we live in Dane County. I include Madison, Verona, Fitchburg, Sun Prairie, all that stuff, all those small, smaller cities around our main area. Another thing is make sure you have a really eye-catching image for your ad. And you want to have copy that entices people to come. So take some time to think about your buyer pain points and share how your seminar is going to help them conquer those difficulties or pain points when it comes to buying a home in your area. So the image and the copy, they both need to be scroll stopping. So take some time to think through that. And then we usually budgeted around 50 to 100 bucks to boost our ads. And sometimes we would split that with our lender co-host as well, which is nice. So you don't need a whole lot of money. I'm sure if we threw a lot more money at it, we would get a lot more people. But even with just spending 50 to 100 bucks um, on one seminar, we you know would get 
at least 20 names of people that were interested or attending. But either way, make sure you have all your ads or your correspondence set up two weeks in advance. So when you have all this stuff set up at least two weeks in advance, then you have enough time to make sure that your messages are sent out or your ads are running like the week before your event. So there's enough time to get the word out for people to RSVP. All right, let's review those steps one more time with the bonus. So tip number one was co-hosting with the lender. Tip number two was creating powerful email sequences. Tip number three was sharing on your Facebook page. Tip number four was ending your seminar with a powerful Q&A. Tip five was creating a show up live bonus. And tip number six is to create a solid marketing plan to get people to attend your seminars. All right. Homebuyer seminars. Oh, they can be a super simple way to get more leads on social media. And not only that, remember, it's thinking long game here with your social media too, that you're showing your sphere that you know what you're talking about and you are the best realtor to help them when they need to buy or sell, right? So these are going to take a little bit of time to set all this stuff up. But once you have that system in place, you can literally just rinse and repeat my favorite words. <laughs> All right. So you can host these monthly, which is a lot, but that's great. Or quarterly or just do it once and see how you like it. But whatever you do, just make sure you have a good system to follow up with the people that express interest and those that attend. Remember, the fortune is in the follow-up. If you don't have a strategic follow-up plan or if you're just kind of forgetting about these people, if they show up or even don't show up, what are you even doing, right? What's the point? So that's our homebuyer seminar plan. So let us know if you're going to be implementing a virtual or in-person homebuyer seminar to grow your business. And of course, we think it's a great idea. And if you know a fellow agent who would benefit from this podcast or these tips, please share it with them. We would, of course, be so grateful for your support and growing our podcasts. I mean, it's where the cool agents hang, right? <laughs> All right. So don't forget, I've linked a few resources for you below so you can get started with your seminars right away. All right. Until next time. From the Fiegel team. Go out and get social. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. We are so grateful to have a supportive community who also likes to get weird and have fun. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. And also, we'd be so thankful if you could leave a rating and a review for us. We'll see you next time on the Social Agents Club. Until then, make it a great day. Woo!